This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. Alcatraz Island has been taken from the Indians by U.S. Marshals. June 11th, 1971. Three Coast Guard cutters landed on the island at 1.45 in the afternoon. Twenty marshals disembarked and accepted the peaceful surrender of 15 Indians. Six men, four women, five children. American Indian activists had occupied the island for 19 months. Now they were taken to Yerba Buena Island by the marshals. At no time were they under arrest, said U.S. Attorney James Browning. They called their group Indians of All Tribes. The original landing party had been 89 strong, but only 14 people made it past the Coast Guard to occupy the island. Once there, they were joined by other activists and supporters, and at times there were hundreds of people occupying Alcatraz. The activists demanded complete control of the island. They wanted to turn the former prison buildings into an Indian university, a cultural center, and a museum. They argued that Alcatraz belonged to Indians under the Treaty of Fort Laramie, signed in 1868 by the federal government and the Lakota Sioux. That treaty mandated that all federal land that had been taken out of use should be returned to the Indians who had once controlled it. Alcatraz had been a military prison, then a federal penitentiary. But when the prison closed in 1963, it fell into disuse. Alcatraz was officially declared surplus federal land in 1964, and that year, five Sioux occupied the island for a few hours. In this much longer occupation, the activists had a hard time on the island. The Coast Guard made it hard for supporters to deliver food and water, and the government shut off electricity. On top of that, some of the demonstrators had to leave to go back to school, jobs, families. Many of them were college students from the Bay Area and Los Angeles. Non-Indian members of San Francisco's hippie scene joined the occupiers, some of them seeing the operation as more of a personal experience than a political act. The government negotiated on and off, but mostly played a waiting game as the occupation fell into disarray. There were reports of fights and drug use. Slowly, public opinion, which had been fairly supportive of the Indians in the beginning, turned against them. The U.S. attorney said the occupation had to end because the Indians wouldn't let the Coast Guard maintain some important navigational aids on the island including the lighthouse. He also said the occupiers sometimes harassed ferries and tourist boats, even shooting at them with small arms. Federal officials said the situation ended peacefully, but the Indians told a different story. They said they were treated roughly as the marshals searched them for the weapons they'd supposedly used to harass tourist boats. All that was found was two hunting knives, both safely sheathed. The occupation of Alcatraz was a success for the American Indian activists. On the National Park Service website, the late Troy Johnson, a professor emeritus of history at Cal State Long Beach, wrote, As a result of the occupation, 
either directly or indirectly, the official government policy of termination of Indian tribes was ended, and Indian self-determination became the official U.S. government policy. Native Americans were hired to work in the Bureau of Indian Affairs. A Native American university opened on occupied lands near Davis. Land was returned to the Taos Indians in New Mexico. Every year, the occupation is memorialized in an indigenous people's sunrise gathering on Alcatraz on Thanksgiving morning, and the National Park Service hosts an annual Indians of All Tribes Day. This year, there'll be a three-day celebration in honor of the 50th anniversary of the start of the occupation. It'll begin November 20th. For more information and to read Professor Johnson's essay, go to the National Park Service website at nps.gov and search We Hold the Rock. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.